We thank you, Lord, for all that you have done in our lives. We thank you, Father, for ordering our steps, oh God, to be in this church. Lord, we are so grateful to you. We thank you, Lord, for the wonderful fathers that you have given us. We thank you, Lord, for the anointing that is in this house. We thank you, Lord, that you have caused us to be under this anointing. We are grateful and thankful. We thank you, Lord, for this season. For the season of the feeding 527. We are grateful, Lord, for such wisdom. We thank you, Lord, for such wisdom that is in the house. We pray, Lord, that as we are sharing from this book, Lord, may you minister to our hearts. Father, every wisdom, every revelation that is in this book, Father, let us receive them and give us a heart to understand. Father, give us a special taste. Give our tongues special taste. Taste to desire the fill, the milk that is of this house. The food that is prepared for us in this house. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Why don't you take your seats? Take your seats. Amen. Are we hungry for our breast milk tonight? This is breast milk that has been prepared for us specially in the house. Amen. Amen. Dorothy, did you understand the word? Yes. Hallelujah. You know, if you are a woman and you have not, you have, um, you have had the blessing of giving birth to a child before, you realize that all through your years, all through your years, you could have been doing anything. You could have been massaging your breasts on a daily basis, having grown-ups sucking your breasts and babies sucking your breasts. Nothing will come out of that. No milk. Amen. And in fact, if milk starts coming without a baby, it's abnormal. We get worried about you. Do you understand? If your breast starts giving out milk, when there's no child, we think something is wrong. But when God gives you a child, the day the child comes, your breast starts producing milk. Do you understand? God will not gather his children, people that he died for, and feed them with McDonald's. Do you understand? And feed them with Burger King and feed them with greasy food. That is not healthy for them. Do you understand, Joyce? God will not give you, God will not give you, God will not gather his children together and give them lactogen. Do you understand? And give you Cerelac and cow and gate, artificial milk. Kofi, do you understand? God will not gather his children and give them Kentucky Fried Chicken. You see, but it's, it, 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 you see, when you have Kentucky Fried Chicken, you think you have, you have received gold. 
Do you understand? You see? And we are just like children. If we tell you that, oh, we prepared food and we brought it from home and we are giving you, oh, you are, you are not happy. You don't like it. But when I say, I'm going to buy you Kentucky chicken, Kentucky chicken they are happy. They are happy. They think that is better than the food that is prepared from home. Amen. Amen. And so you see, let us not trivialize the books that we have in the house. Let us not trivialize them. We may look for other things and we may think other things are more powerful. We, think, we may think other things are more pleasing to read. We think there's power in other things. But what is going to make you healthy? What is going to make you prosperous? What is going to make you grow spiritually? It is the food that has been prepared for you in the house. And I tell you, I cannot say I have not tasted different kinds of milk from different women. <laughs> Even when I was a baby, I didn't have that opportunity. But I am not sure if every woman's breast milk tastes exactly the same as another woman. Do you understand? I have seen, what I have seen, I can tell you, but what I have tasted, I, I don't know. But I have seen some women whose breast milk comes out very light and they think there's nothing in it, but that is good for the baby. And when they take the milk, they say, my, my baby is not full. They, my, they don't think the baby is full. But I tell you, that is very much appropriate. It has all the constituents that the baby needs. I have seen some women whose breast milk, when they express it, is yellow. It looks yellowish. It's not white. Do you understand? It depends on what is in the woman. It depends on what has been placed in the woman. And what has been placed in the woman is what is fed to the child. And if God gave that child to that woman, you can bet that that milk is very much appropriate for that child. And if the child will feed on that milk, you see the child is growing. And the child is looking healthy. You take a look at the child who is being fed with formula food and one that has been fed with breast milk. Do you understand? You can feed a child with formula food and feed and feed and feed. You see that the child can be very big, but there's no health. You see that child is always in the emergency room. That child easily gets cold. That child easily gets sick. But the child who is fed by the breast milk, the milk which has been prepared for that child because he or she was born to this mother, that milk makes that child healthy. When you look at a child like that, you can see that this is a healthy child. Amen. Spiritually, you will be healthy if you will focus on the food that is prepared for you in the house. Spiritually, you will grow if you will focus on the food that is prepared for you in the house. Hallelujah. That is why I believe that it is such great wisdom that we have feeding 527. Amen.
that we have feeding 527. Because children are not wise. Do you understand? Children are not wise. And as a parent, as a mother, you have to engage the child on the breast. Otherwise, the child will be looking for things on the floor to put in the mouth. And so feeding 527, I believe, is a device to engage the children. To engage the children. Keep the children focused on the breast. Hallelujah. And the breast that God has given us is the breast of the presiding bishop. Bishop Dagwood Mills. Hallelujah. And um, if we continue to focus and continue to feed on this milk, I believe that our lives will not be the same. Amen. Amen. I believe that we will grow up to be better Christians. We will grow up to be better shepherds. Grow up to be better sheep. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you tonight? You need to read the books and have a taste for the books. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Well, tonight we want to continue sharing from the book Lycos, which is our season's feeding 527. Lycos. Amen. Amen. And just as I share with you, you know, it's a one continuous message that we are sharing. And um, last week, we began sharing from chapter 3. Last week, we began sharing from chapter 3. And I want us to continue from where we left off. Hallelujah. Chapter 3, it says, Seven reasons why God operates through lay people. Seven reasons why God operates through lay people. Hallelujah. Wonderful. And we shared last week that there are, in, through the scriptures, we see God giving different gifts to different people. And we stress on different gifts to different people. Hallelujah. And we realize that everyone has a special gift. No one is without a gift. Amen. Amen. Everyone has a special gift. And it is up to us. Are you changing my sound? Somebody's trying to change my sound. Hallelujah. And it is all. And it is up to us to discover the gift that God has given us. Hallelujah. It is up to us to discover this wonderful gift. So we said, we read, we started reading. We say, to some he gives one talent and to others he gives many talents. There is what we call the one talent ministry. And as much as it may not sound so great, it is very important that we value this type of ministry also. says, your judgment for despising the one talent will be severe. If you look at yourself and you see just this thing that is in you and you despise it, your judgment will be severe. Hallelujah. 
If you say, my work is just come and sweep here, and so even if I don't come, someone will do it. It's not going to hurt the church. Your judgment will be severe. My work is just to come and arrange chairs here, so if I don't come, it does not hurt the church. Your judgment will be severe. Amen. Amen. So there is no one who is here whose work or whose talent ought to be diminished. Everyone's talent is important. And if you belittle your talent, your judgment will be severe. Hallelujah. So we say that some people have been called by the Holy Spirit to work for God with one talent. But all these worketh that one and the self-same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. That is 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 11. Hallelujah. It is the will of God that some people have one talent while some have ten. It is the will of God. It is God who wills that some people will have one talent and others will have ten talents. No man makes that decision. It is God who makes that decision. It is the will of God that some people work for God once a week, whilst others work for him every day. It is the will of God. God designed it to be like that. That some people will work once a week, some people two times a week, some people three times a week, but there are some that are working every day. Every day. Amen. Your judgment will be based on your faithfulness to your mission and your call. That is how God will judge us. How faithful you are to your mission. How faithful you are to your call. Hallelujah. How faithful you are. Amen. Amen. And we learned last week that as we are faithful in that one talent, more is added to us. The more you use it, the more of the anointing God directs your way. And God will direct the flow from the place where it is not being utilized. Hallelujah. That is why a church like Lighthouse, which is into sending missionaries to the world, saving souls internationally, sending people to various places, you see God increasing and increasing the anointing that is upon the church. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? It is your faithfulness. When you are faithful with your talent, more is added to you. When you are faithful, you know, King David, he wasn't King David. David was a shepherd boy. And he had a talent of playing harps. Do you understand? His talent, was not, his talent was not to be a king as we knew him to be. His talent was playing harps. And as he was faithful in this talent, he didn't belittle this talent. This talent brought him to the king's palace. His ability to play the harp brought him to the king's palace. And as he was faithful in this talent, as he continued to play, when the king ever, whenever the king needed him, he was available to play. Anytime the king needed him, he was available to play. 
And that is what brought him so close to the king. That is what made him learn so much about kingship, about leadership, about ruling, about leading. Hallelujah. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? It was his gift, this small gift that brought him to the palace. Hallelujah. And so when we are belittling our gift, we have no idea the plans that God has for us. Amen. So we began going through why God operates through lay people. And we say, number one, the gift of ministry is measured. The gift of ministry is measured. This gift is measured. Some people receive a larger measure than others. And that, we said, is the will of God. It is the will of God. For I say, Romans chapter 12 and verse 3, for I say, through the grace given to me, let us read from Romans chapter 1 again, I mean Romans chapter 2, so we will understand. Romans chapter 12, I mean Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. Romans 12, I want to read from verse 2. It says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we say that in order for us to even begin to comprehend what we are sharing, to begin to even comprehend that one talent ministry is very important. To begin to understand that everyone's talent, everyone's gift is very important, we need to have a renewal of mind. We cannot think like the world thinks. We cannot, we cannot, it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world. If we conform to the pattern of this world, this will not make any sense to us. We will not understand anything. But we want our, he says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then, 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 you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. That is the only way. Otherwise, you will not approve of what God's will is for you. You will not approve of the fact that as beautiful as you are, the only thing that the gift that God will give to you is just welcome people and smile to people when they come to church. You think that you can do better than that. You think that there's more, you see, and then you will not appreciate the will of God. When your mind is not renewed to accept this and not conform to the world, you will think that you are too big for them to tell you to just clean here. You are too big. You, are too, you will not understand it. You see, because you conform to the world and think that, you know, even at my job, you know, the people treat me with respect and they value my this and that and my education and what I know. I am a university graduate and, I, you know, you can't just ask me to. You see, you cannot understand it if your mind is not renewed. You cannot understand it. You cannot understand why someone who is younger than you is telling you to sit down, stand up. You cannot understand. Move the chair from here. Place it here. It's not nice the way you arrange it. Next time, come early and fix it. You will not understand. You will think, how can this little boy talk to me like that? You will, but let your mind be renewed. Let your minds be renewed. When your mind is renewed and you do not conform, it is when you conform to this world, that is when even when someone younger than you is ministering to you, you can receive. 
And then you feel that, but I've been here longer than you. I have been a Christian longer than you. Do you understand? But when your mind is renewed, you understand the will of God, the purposes. He says, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Then you'll be able to approve and say, ah, my sleeping in a church is the will of God for me, even though I'm wearing my suit. Do you understand? That is why, you see, when you understand it like that, then you realize that everyone has a gift, everyone has talent, everyone is called to do something in the house of God. Hallelujah. It says, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to. Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. Don't, don't. It is a world, world system that makes us think like that. Do you understand? It is a world system. And so it says, do not conform to this world. Else you will miss the will of God. There is a great will of God for you. But you will miss it if you conform to this world. And then you will start thinking of yourself more highly than you ought to. Amen. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So he says, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to. Can you give us the next verse? For by grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. Honest assessment. With sober judgment. With humble judgment. That cannot be of the world. You cannot assess yourself, your life in the world with humble judgment. It is only when you are not conforming to the world. You say with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Not in accordance of your university degree. Not in accordance with how old you are. Not in accordance with the people that you are, you, you, you are a manager to. You are, you are supervising. Not in accordance with the fact that you are married. Do you understand? Not in that accordance, but accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. It is a measure. It is a measure. And God chooses to give that measure. It is not you. So whatever measure he has given you, humbly, soberly judge it. Humbly, soberly judge it. And that is the only scheme of things in which God will judge you. God will only judge you within these parameters. Nothing more. Nothing more. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing? You don't understand the way. Nothing more. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. 
Now, to each of you means it cannot be the same for all of us. It can never be the same for all of us. It can never be the same for all of us. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, Listen very carefully. He says, for just us. That means exactly us. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, that means in the same way, also in Christ, we have he says, in the same way as in Christ, so in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others, just as each one of you has a body with different members. Isn't that so? We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us, just as the members of our bodies have different gifts, different functions. Now understand that your gift determines your function. And it is someone who made it to be so. Hallelujah. Amen. It is someone who made it to be so. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy. In accordance to the grace given to each of us. He says, in accordance with your faith. The same faith that has been allotted you, then prophesy. In accordance with that faith. So, you are not going to begin to prophesy because you hear that this prophet, prophet is prophesying a lot. So, now you are going to prophesy a lot. But prophesy in accordance with the faith given you. And if you prophesy in that accordance, if you prophesy within that faith, you realize that whatever word you prophesy, it will come to pass. It will come to pass. Hallelujah. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If God has called you to serve, serve. Serve with joy. That is the faith. That is the portion. It's not you. You, you didn't make yourself a servant. Do you understand? You, most of you didn't just rise up and say, me, the way I look, I think I look like a servant. So, when visitors come to the church, I'm going to be serving them. The way I look, I look like I'm a cleaner. So I'm going to be in charge of cleaning. You see, there is something in your heart that made you do that. It is that grace that God has placed in you that makes you want to do that. Amen. Amen. And whenever you identify that, you do that well. You do that very well. When you identify that grace, you do that very well. It is that grace that is in you that want, makes you want to follow up people. 
It is that grace. You see, there are some of you that when someone is not in church, it troubles you. It troubles you. There are some of you that hunger to be in the house of God. You desire, and some of you, all that, that grace that is upon you is another grace that you should be here so that someone can preach. It's a gift. It's a gift. And so if you are sitting, you see, sometimes you are home and something is pushing you. I have to go to church. I have to go to church. But I have, this, I have to, the way I'm, I have to go to church, something is pushing you and pushing, and then you really want to come. If you don't rise up to come, you are being judged because that grace that God has given you. Do you understand? Some of you, no matter what, you want to be here. It is grace. It is grace. It is grace. Hallelujah. It is grace. No matter what, you want to be here. Whether it's raining, whether it's snowing, whether it's shining. You want to be here. Amen. There are preachers who also have extended messages, long messages. There are some of you, it doesn't matter to you how long the service is. You are relaxed. And when they are closing, you are angry. It doesn't matter. But there are some also, you see, it is not their gift. They are, as they are sitting down, they are irritated. They want to leave. It's also a gift that God has given you. It's also a gift. Amen. It's also a gift. Hallelujah. Some of you don't see we have been in church long at all. It doesn't appear to you like that. It's a gift. Grace that God has given you. Hallelujah. So it says, just as so in Christ, we though many form one body and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give. Hallelujah. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. Isn't that so? If you, there are some people, they are great teachers. They open the scripture, one scripture, they will teach you, and you'll be amazed as you are, you'll be dazzled. They are wonderful teachers. You understand? It's as if we are not all reading the same Bible. There are some people, you, you have an issue, you just speak to them. One word they say to you, you encourage. You say, I, I don't know why I came to talk to you. You say, I don't know why I came to talk to you. And then you feel like some heaviness is gone out of you. You are encouraged. It's also a gift. It's a gift. Amen. It's also a gift. Hallelujah. And each of these gifts are in different members. And they are equally important. Each one of them is important. And we have to value these gifts that God has given us. Amen. We have to value these gifts, and they are for us. Hallelujah. That is why when you have an issue, you have an issue, and then you are talking to her, she doesn't have the gift of encouragement, and every day you are talking to her about your issue, but there is a member, there is a member of the body that has the gift of encouragement, but you won't talk to the person. You will not talk to the person. 
Amen. Amen. Some of you, you suffer and suffer and suffer in your issues and going down and down and down. And you will not talk for encouragement. You are seeking for encouragement in the wrong places. Because this person is a giver. This person gives. And so you think that giving should be the source of encouragement. You have realized that the person has given and given and given. You are not encouraged. You are not encouraged. Amen. And you realize that when you are issue, you see, when you are issue, you directed it to a person who has a gift of encouragement. And you were talking to that person, you realize a change, a turnover of your issue. And then you see, the moment you divert it to the wrong gift, someone else has another gift, another gift of giving, another gift of teaching. It's not encouraging. You have a lot of knowledge, but you're not encouraged. And the moment you dive, you see your issue is coming back. You see your issue is coming back. He says, all these gifts, he says, this gift to benefit the body, the whole body, is to benefit us. Hallelujah. If it is giving, give generously. Some of you, you are born to have that gift of giving. You are born to have that gift of giving. Sometimes people think you are mad. You see, they don't understand. You are, they think you are mad. They say, you only have your Metro card. And you, you are just giving your $20. The only thing in your wallet is your Metro card. But you are giving your last $20. And you say, I don't know why. But when she asked me, I just gave it to her. You see? And then people think you are mad. But you see, it is a special gift. And if you are good in that gift, if you are good in that gift, the supplier, the supplier, you see that as you are using the muscle, as you are using it, you are using it. And you see, it looks as if they are overusing you. They are overusing it. But you see that as it is being used and being used, the muscle is getting bigger and bigger and bigger because the supplier needs to supply you to increase you. So that you can continue on. Amen. Amen. It's measured. It's measured. Hallelujah. It is measured. It says, for we are it says, for we are we as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office. Number two, God has decided to give everyone a different office. Some have the office of the all-out minister working full-time. Others are given the office of a lay person. Wow. Hallelujah. It's also an office. It's also an office. Amen. And if you sit in that office well, you will do well. Amen. If you occupy that office well, you will do well. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Even in the secular world, if they give you a small office and you don't do well in that office, they don't promote you. But if you do well in that office, you'll be promoted. Hallelujah. Amen. Number three, God gives some people only one talent. Wow. You cannot say, you cannot ask God, why he gives some people only one talent? That is his decision. Those with only one talent are able to work for the Lord in a much smaller capacity. 
Hallelujah. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Those with only one talent, they are able also to work for God in a much smaller capacity. That is their talent. In accordance with the faith given them, that is their talent. So they worked for God in that talent, in that capacity. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 25, it says, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To every man according to his several ability and straightway took his journey. Hallelujah. So he says he gave unto one, how many? Five talents. And to another, how many? Two talents. And to another, how many? One. They were all servants in his house. They were all servants in his house. And he made a decision to give like that. Now when you begin this story, look at the beginning of when Jesus began to tell them. Go back to verse, okay, that's verse 14. He says, what does it say? He says, for the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling. You see, in the world, it does not make sense. In the world, you will ask, but we are all in this house. We all, we've all been here long enough. Even I've been here longer. Why do you give me one talent and this one five? He just came. Why do you give him five talents? But he says, for the kingdom of heaven is this way. This is how the kingdom of heaven is. This is how the kingdom of heaven is. You have to have a renewal of mind in order for you to approve and test what the will of God is, what the gift of God is for you. And appreciate it. You have to have a renewal of mind. You have to understand it. Stop thinking in the world. Stop thinking of you, how old you are. Stop thinking of your mustache and your beard. Stop thinking of gray hair. Stop thinking of your age. Stop thinking of your degrees. Stop thinking of your marital status. Amen. Stop thinking of how long you have been in the church. In the kingdom of God, we don't talk like that. In the kingdom of God, it's not like that. Have a renewal of mind. Hallelujah. Emmanuel, do you understand the word of God? Yes. Number four. It says, some people do not have the ability for full-time ministry. Some people do not have the ability for full-time ministry. If you force people who do not have the divine ability, I like how Bishop puts it, divine ability. If you force people who do not have the divine ability to be in full-time ministry, you will only create rebels and spiritual tragedies. There are pastors who are angry to be pastors. They are angry. Amen. Because you see, they have been forced to be. Amen. That is why in Lighthouse, we don't go by because you have passed exams and you have done this and you have done. We want someone who has a desire. You have a desire to pastor the people. 
Otherwise, you'll be bitter. You'll be a spiritual tragedy. You'll be murmuring. You'll be complaining. Otherwise, yourself will come in. Amen. So some people cannot be full-time ministers. It says, accept the reality that everyone has been given different abilities. By who? By the Lord. Everyone has been given different abilities. Amen. So it says, Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 again. It says, for the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to every man according to his several ability. According to his several ability. Now that ability is not determined by any man. Do you understand? That ability, it is not determined by any man. Hallelujah. David, it is not determined by the pastor. That ability is not determined by your shepherd. That ability is not determined by any man. He says, according to his several ability, to every man, according to his several ability. And that ability is determined by the Holy Spirit. It's not determined by how long, because men look at how long we have been here. Men look at who is handsome, who is, who is nice. Men look at who is tall, who is big, who has muscles, who can lift, who can do this. Do you understand? That is what men look like. That is how men assess. Amen. But he says, he determines our ability. Hallelujah. He gives according to, he gave, he, the master gave the talent. He gave the talent. Having in mind each one, what ability that person has. Each one, what ability the person has. Because he made you and he knows the grace that he has given you. Yeah. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. Number five. He says the Holy Spirit works through all ministries. No matter how diverse they are. This is why the lay ministry can be as anointed as full-time ministry. The lay ministry can be as anointed as full-time ministry. Hallelujah. Because it is the Holy Spirit that is working throughout all the ministries. It is the Holy Spirit. It works through all the ministries. No matter how diverse, is every part of the ministry, the Holy Spirit is working. Every part of the ministry, the Holy Spirit is working. He says every part of it. So every single member, the Holy Spirit is working in you. So it does not matter how small the ministry is. The Holy Spirit is working fully. Do you think he will, do you think, do you think the body will supply small amount of blood? Because, you know, the enos is not that valuable. <laughs> do you understand what I'm sharing with you? And it's no different blood supply. It's not different blood supply because it is the lip. And the lip, I don't like the lip much. Do you understand? It's the same blood supply. 
It is the same spirit that is working through the church. It's the same spirit that is working through the ministries. So no matter how small, no matter how diverse, it's the same spirit working. And it works fully. The blood is pushing. When the blood comes out of the heart, it is coming with that supply to every part of the body. To every part of the body. The same supply to every part of the body. The only time that part is diminished, the only part the supply to that part is diminished is when that part is sick, when that part is dormant, when that part has a wound and it will not heal. When that part is still offended, then we have to concentrate on the ones who are ready to work. We have to supply more blood to the people who are ready to work. We have to supply them. And that part which is sick, you see that it's getting smaller, smaller, smaller because you are not using the leg much. And so if you are not using the leg much, you see that the muscles are getting smaller, smaller. And the arms, because you are sitting down, you don't want to walk. The arms which are pushing the wheelchair, you see the arms are getting bigger and bigger and bigger because they need more supply. Amen. 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 But the Holy Spirit is working. If only you are working in accordance with that faith, the Holy Spirit is supplying. Is supplying. Hallelujah. Somebody understands the word of God tonight. So he said, that is why the lay ministry can be as anointed as full-time ministry. That is why the contribution of lay ministers and volunteers can be as powerful and meaningful as a full-time minister. The Holy Spirit works through the lay ministry just as much as he does through the full-time ministry. The same way, just as he does in the full-time, the Holy Spirit, the same supply. It's not diminished. It is the same spirit. It doesn't come and it says, I am spirit subset one. Because it is, it's not a full-time ministry. Do you understand? Yeah. There are many spirit-anointed laymen who walk in God's wonderful calling. Amen. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 12 verse 1, it says, But all these worketh that one and the self-same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. Dividing to every man severally as he will. Hallelujah. Amen. Number six, God administers his power in different ways. He administers his power in different ways. Different ways. God Almighty can administer his love for mankind through a layman. God administers his power in different ways. He will choose any way he wants to administer his power. Hallelujah. That is why when it comes to God, never belittle any way, never belittle any form that it is a prayer meeting and so you are not coming. God administers his power in many ways. In many ways. That it is a prayer line and so you are not coming. It is God's house, God's power. It can be administered in many ways. Your healing, it can come on a prayer line. Amen. Your breakthrough, it can come on a prayer line. Do not belittle any way that God moves. It is his power. He can administer it in any way, any form that he wants. Some of you, some of you, you don't come to church on time. You only, you think that you have met the beginning of the preaching, so that is enough. 
That is all you were hoping that I'll be there before they start the preaching. God can administer his power in many ways. It can be doing the praise and worship time. That is where your breakthrough will come. Hallelujah. It says, and there are differences of administration, but the same Lord, but the same Lord. Hallelujah. There are some that just speak and the blessings are just flowing. There are some that will lay your hands on you and the blessings are flowing. There are some that will just look at you and the blessings are flowing. There are some that will just point something to you. Sometimes there are some that will just sit with you in a car and they are just talking with you in the car and the blessings are flowing. Your breakthrough will right there be in the car. Sometimes there are some that just come to visit you and just during the visitation, just having conversation, that is your breakthrough right there. Amen. Differences of administration. Differences of administration. Number seven, God operates in different ways. God Almighty can operate through a volunteer who can question God's operation. Who can question God's operation? And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh in all. All in all. The same God which worketh all in all. Hallelujah. Amen. Is somebody understanding the word of God? When others, you see, when, when we belittle, when we belittle a part of the ministry, we are doing a great harm to us. When we are focusing on one part and we are neglecting other areas, we are doing ourselves a great disfavor. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God works in different forms. Hallelujah. He works in different forms. He says the, the church, the body of Christ, he compares it to the body, to our individual bodies. And just as our individual bodies have different parts, so the church also has different members. Hallelujah. So the church has different members. And last week we were sharing that if this is how God is comparing the church, if God is comparing the church to the body, then we can say that every member has a role to play in the church. Because every member of our body, every body part has a role to play. Every body part has a role to play. There is no part of the body that has no role. Maybe you don't know its role, but every part has a role to play. Hallelujah. Amen. There are some parts that are constantly working, constantly working, and giving themselves constantly, 24-7. They are constantly working. And they are working for the body. Do you understand? They are working for their body. They are the real full-timers. Do you see? 24-7. They are full-timers working. And there are some also others. They come. Their work is on Sundays. Their work is on Tuesdays. They work few days. Hallelujah. But they are still working. And their work is important. Hallelujah. Amen. And when others, when others who are full-time are still working, some people, they have finished their work already. And they are sleeping. They've gone home. They're going to eat keleole. Amen. Do you know what is keleole? Yeah. Amen. They are sleeping. And they are, but others are still working. 
Amen. Have you not realized that when you come to church on Sunday after Sunday, some of you, you are just gone. But others are still working. Amen. Others are still working. And God says that is exactly how the body also works. When the eyes have, the eyes have finished their day's work of looking and seeing and directing you and going to places and taking you to places, you are driving is alert and away, busy. And when it's done, at the end, the eyes wants to go to sleep. The eyes closes his eyes. The eyes closes his eyes. <laughs> Amen. The eye just shuts and says, my work is done. I need to close them now. But the heart is still working. The heart cannot stop working. The heart is still working. It's a full timer. It says, just as our body parts are, so the church also, its members are. The heart is still working. Full time. It cannot stop. Full time. Somebody is in labor. The heart has to be in labor also. Amen. I was sharing with you that somebody was in labor, long labor in the night. The pastor was also in labor. Amen. But at that time, some people were sleeping. Some people were sleeping. A part of the member, a part of the member constantly working. The lungs cannot take break. The lungs constantly working. The brain is working constantly. God says, just as the body is, so the members of the church are. So the members of the church are. Hallelujah. So some of you work on Sundays and Tuesdays, but the pastor works continues. Whether it's Thursday or Friday or Saturday, whether you are working or you are not working, the pastor's work continues. Amen. Hallelujah. Whether it's a holiday, there's nothing like that. You see? Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Now you realize that the heart can only slow down, the heart can only slow down its activities, not stop. It can slow down its activities only when the rest of the members are also resting. Only when the rest of the members are also resting. Do you understand? So don't you think that the heart also needs rest? The heart needs rest. But it can rest only when the rest of the body, the only when the rest of the body, the body parts, the other members are resting. When they go to sleep, when the legs are not working anymore, when the arms are not moving anymore, then the heart's work also slows down. So it is in the interest of the heart that things are well with the other members of the body. Amen. Don't you think it's in the interest of the heart that things are working well so that the other members will be... So why do you get angry when your pastor is talking to you about your marriage? Why do you get angry when the pastor is saying something that pertains to your life and you say he's complaining, he's talking about me, he's talking, he's preaching about my issues, he's talking about my... Don't you think that the heart has an interest in you being well? Don't you think that when you are well, the heart will also be well? Why do you think that they have to do anything to make you cause more work for him so that he cannot rest? Wow. Just as the body 
of our individuals, so the church also. So the scripture says. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding the word of God tonight? Just as our body. So it is in the interest of your pastor that things are well with you. It is the interest that things are well with you. Hallelujah. It is the interest of the heart that the stomach is well. It is in the interest of the heart that the stomach is well. That the stomach is full. Because when the stomach is not full, it will get up. It wants to go. And the heart has to come and start working. He has to work. The stomach will cause the legs to start running. And the heart supplying. So it is in the interest of the heart that the stomach is well. That things are working well with you. That things are well with you. Hallelujah. It is in his interest. Amen. So when your heart is telling you, this food is not good, this food is, don't eat it, it's not good, don't eat it, it's not good. And you know your heart is telling you that this is not, because you are putting too much work on me, you are putting too much work. I say, this man is not good for you to marry, don't marry him, don't marry him. And you are putting too much work on the heart. Because when you marry him, when you eat that food, it's going to put on something that will make me work harder. Somebody understand the word of God today. Amen. And so you are important. You are very important. And the role that you play is very important. We cannot neglect the role that you play. We cannot overlook the role that you play. Amen. If the mouth says, I want to eat, I want to eat, and then the heart is you telling you, says, no, I think it has been out for too long. And you feel in your heart, I don't have to eat that. You say, no, 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 no. But it, it still smells good. I want to eat it. And then you, the mouth doesn't care about the stomach. The mouth doesn't care about anyone. And it just takes it in and eats it. The stomach is going to suffer. The stomach is going to suffer. And the stomach says, listen, it is your misbehavior that has gotten us this way. We cannot overlook any one of your functions. We can't neglect any of your functions. That you, your responsibility is just come to church. Maybe that is all your gift is. Put a smile for the pastor. And you don't come. So the pastor is looking for that smile. The pastor is looking for the one who is always saying preach on. And the person didn't come in. Do you understand? So just as the stomach is now sick because of the mouth's behavior... Someone else is going to suffer. And you see, we don't think that it will affect all of us. We don't think that it will affect all of us. Just because you like sweet things and the thing was sweet and you didn't care and you ate it. Now, the whole body is sick. You can't eat anymore. Now, we are are bringing bile. We are bringing nasty things in the mouth now. Now, you are tasting awful things. You are vomiting. Because of your behavior, you didn't care. You didn't think that it will affect the rest of the church. Now you are tasting bitter things in your mouth. Because now the thing that you ate, it has triggered something to bring it back to your mouth now. You have caused some, the bat which didn't have any issue to do it. Now the bat is going to get injection. Because of you, because of you. We are suffering, we are hurting because of your behavior. Just as our body, so the church also with its members. Just as our body. So the church also, 
with its members. Your behavior has caused us to suffer. It's a wonderful book God has given us. It's a wonderful book. Hallelujah. It's a wonderful book. Amen. We have, it's okay, we finish this and then we can go home. Hallelujah. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you today? Now we realize the reason why some of you don't work consistently and you take a break is, you see, we don't understand our function. Do you understand? We don't understand our function. And sometimes we stop working or we, are, we don't want to work at all. It's because of the intermittent breaks that we often have to take. You see, the eyes cannot be awake all the time. The eyes cannot stay up all the time. Look, I am explaining to you because the Bible is teaching us, God has given us this great revelation concerning the church. That just as the body is, so the church also. Just as the body and its members, the body part, so the church also and its members. Just how we are, the same way. Do you understand, Kofi? So, you, you, you cannot expect the eyes to be open all the time. So the eyes have to take a break. Do you understand? The eyes closes and it rests. And it is during this rest, that is when we, we think that, you know, oh, we can close our eyes and the body is still alive and working and we are going. And so we will think you can continue. That is why after the eyes have taken the rest and closed it and the, then the time has come for it to rise, the eyes don't want to open. The eyes don't want you to open. And then we have to wind you and wind you and wind you before you are up again and working. We have to wind you and wind you and wind you before you are up again. And it, 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 but it is your role. Unlike the heart, the heart has a divine anointing to have that automaticity. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. But you also see your role. See your role that yes, there's a period where you take a break, but when the time comes for you to be alive, you are alive and you wake up. You are alive and you wake up. Amen. Maybe you are your work, your work is on Sundays. Yes, your work, you 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 don't have to arrange instruments and you don't have to set up on Thursday because there's no nothing. Maybe someone else is continuous, even Thursday. But when it comes to Sunday, be here. Be ready, fully. Don't let us whine you to wake up now. Don't let us whine you to wake up. The body parts that take break, they don't want to work when the time is for them to wake up. Isn't that so? Let us read this last scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And... Let's begin that chapter. First Corinthians chapter 12. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. You know, do you have, do you have another version? There was a version that I was reading in, um, I think it's common English version. Do you have that? Who has that? If you don't have it, it's okay. Let's read from the... We can read from the NIV. 
NIV. It says, now about spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that when you were pagans, somehow, or other, you know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. That means to gods who could not talk. Therefore, I tell you that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus be a curse. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Verse 4. He says, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. Verse 5. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working. But the same God works all of them in all men. There are different kinds of working. But the same God working in all of them, in all men. Now to each one of the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Each one of you are given for the common good. Each member is given for a common good. You are never given for your own interest. Whenever you are doing things that is only for your interest, remember that you are not functioning in your role at all. Each member is given for the common good. Verse 8. To one there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another the message of knowledge by means of what? The same spirit. Someone is giving the message of wisdom. Another is giving the message of knowledge. So you see, we ought to be aware of our gifts. So we don't assume that we have the gift of knowledge and the gift of wisdom also. So that you have so much knowledge that when someone with the gift of wisdom is giving you wisdom, you don't receive it. But it is given for the common good. It is to benefit you also. Who has the gift of wisdom? And who has the gift of knowledge? Verse 9, it says, To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gift of healing by that one spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. May the Lord give us all of these gifts in our house. May we have all of these gifts. This is the body of Christ and we should have all of these gifts. Hallelujah. All these are the work of one and the same spirit. And he gives, each, he gives them to each one just as he determines. Just as he determines. Just as he determines. Not just as some man determines. Not just as how they see you. But just as he determines. That's who is he? The spirit. The spirit. It says all these are the works of one and the same spirit. And he gives them to each one just as he determines. Hallelujah. 
the body is a unit, though it is made up of many parts. Do you understand? You see, all these things that I'm sharing with you, I'm reading the scriptures. Do you understand? He says the body is a unit, though they are made of many parts. And though all its parts are many, they form one body. One body. So it is with Christ. The same way. So it is with Christ. Do you understand the scriptures, Kwame? So it is with Christ. For we are all baptized by one spirit into one body. Hallelujah. For we are all baptized with one spirit, by one spirit, into one body. It is only by the spirit, only by the spirit that can make us come together and form one body. Only by the spirit. Do you understand? Only by the spirit. And that baptism is the baptism of love. Do you understand? It is the baptism of love. And the baptism of love, it comes with humility. It says, just as the body, so the church also. Just as the body, so the church also. If there is any foreign body that is put inside your body, if, for instance, you, you, don't, need, you don't have a kidney and they put a kidney in you, the rest of the body has ability to reject that part and see it as foreign. It is what we call immune suppressant, that the body has to suppress itself, put yourself down. Every part should now put yourself down, humble yourself, go down. That is the only way we can accommodate this new part that has been put in us. We are baptized together in one body by that spirit, by the Holy Spirit. It is through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That is why, that is how we can dwell together. So you see, when you don't have the spirit in you, you, are, you have a tendency to drive the other parts away. When you don't have the Holy Spirit, when you don't have the Holy Spirit, your behavior drives people out. Your behavior disintegrates the body parts. Hallelujah. It, says, it brings human, when you have the Holy Spirit, you become humble. You are able to welcome a new person. You are able to accommodate a new member that has just joined the body. You are able to have love to call another person who didn't come. You want that person to join. You have, when you have the Holy Spirit, you have the tendency to follow up on people. You have the tendency to love people. You have the tendency to worry when people are suffering. It is the Holy Spirit that makes us, that baptizes us into one body. It is the Holy Spirit. Whether Jews or Greek, whether you are slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. We were all given the one spirit to drink. And when we drink that one spirit, that humility comes in us that we are able to accommodate each other. But when we don't have that, our pride, it drives people away. And did you understand the word of God? Yeah. Next verse. Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body. It will, not, it will not, for that reason, cease to be part of the body. You cannot. You can't. You can't. 
You can't say, because I'm not a pastor, I'm not going to follow up. You cannot belong to the body. Because I'm not a pastor, I don't care if this person is. You cannot belong to the body. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? If the foot says, I'm not the hand, so I don't belong to the body, I don't care if the body is suffering, you cannot belong to the body. You cannot function like that. You cannot. You will still be there. You will still be there. And you will realize that you will suffer. You will suffer. Amen. Anyone who has a different spirit besides the spirit of the house, you see, the person is not happy. I'm telling you. Anytime, anytime, anytime you become bitter, anytime you are offended, and we are flowing and you can't flow with us, you will realize you are not happy. You realize that everyone can see in your face that you are not happy. Amen. Oh, I see sometimes, I see that someone is not happy. I see that someone, you realize that you, you try to stay away from certain people. Amen. You try, you avoid, you avoid certain gatherings. You are cautious because you cannot be with them. You cannot be together. When we are all flowing, you are not flowing. Amen. Let's just read this. Let's finish this and then we can go. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it will not, for that reason, cease to be part of the body. You, are fo- you will be part of You will suffer. You will suffer. Amen. You will suffer. If the bladder wants to move and the leg says, because I'm not enjoying, I'm not, I, I don't need to move anywhere, I'm not going, the legs will suffer. You see that the bladder wants to move. The bladder is full. I need to empty myself. And the leg says, I'm not going. In going, you see that as you are sitting there, your legs will be doing this. You are not going, but you are moving. You realize that you can't rest. You cannot rest. You'll be uncomfortable. Amen. You can rest. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the only the pastor was the whole body, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an eye, we will not hear. We will all be seen. And we will not hear. Can you imagine? Do you see your importance? As a part, as a member of this church. Do you see your importance? Do you see your importance? Della, do you see your importance? If the whole body were an ear, where would we sense of smell be? Where would our sense of smell be? Things would be running around us. We can't smell anything because we can only hear. Look, quickly. He says, but in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body. God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. So the body, just the church. God has arranged all the members just as he wants them. We are talking about Christ and the body. We are not talking about anything else. This is what the scripture is talking about. Christ and the body. Amen. If they were all one part, where would be the body be? Where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. 
Amen. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. I don't need you. If the eye were to say to the eyelid, even you, I don't need you to see. My function, I don't even need you. If it comes to seeing, I don't need you. I can see all by myself. God is a wise God. God is a wise God. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you because I'm too smart. I'm too clean. You're too dirty. I don't need you. Amen. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. We can't do without them. The parts that seem weaker. Look, if we don't have a renewal of mind, we cannot understand the scripture. The parts that appear weaker, the roles that people play that seem weaker, the cleaning of the bathroom is no more important than the preaching of the word. Amen. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Playing the keyboard is no less important than preaching of the word. For you to say that, you know, I will come when the preaching is starting. Because the children are playing. By the way, put your hands together for the children. It's marvelous. I couldn't believe that they were playing all by themselves. God is good. If you will not play, he will raise up children to play. He says, on the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. We can't do without them. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. Hey, there are parts that you have to treat with special honor, I tell you. You have to take good care of those parts. Very good care of those parts. You need them. You have no idea. You need them. You need the parts that appear less honorable. You need them. You need them. They are very special parts. You treat them with honor. Nobody honors them, but you treat them with honor. <laughs> Even you yourself, you don't honor that part. Look, because it says, and the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. Certain parts are unpresentable. Certain parts we can't present. Amen. Certain parts we have to cover all the time. We can present. God is a wise God, I tell you. Come for Jesus. He says the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment. You see, our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has combined the members of the body and has given greater honor to the past that lacked it. Greater honor. Greater honor. Understand that the things that you are doing, God is honoring it so much. That your responsibility is to make sure that the church is clean, that the, the bathrooms are clean. God honors it so much. So much. So much. So much. You'll be amazed. 
On the day of judgment, you'll be amazed. You think you were the preacher man, so, you know, a lot of honor. And somebody was just cleaning the bathroom. Beloved, everyone is called to be a partaker of the work of God. Every one of us. Every one of us. Every one of us. Should we finish reading? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. He says, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. Each other. Each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If your if your if your anus is hurting, <laughs> the part that you don't value, that you don't treat, you will be sitting on some hot water. You will be amazed. You will be amazed. You realize that their legs have become useless because they cannot walk anymore. You think that your hair is very important. You don't care about the hair. When that area is suffering, you say when the part is suffering, every area suffers. Every part suffers. You came and say, ah, but today you are. You didn't do your hair. You don't know what is going on. You don't know what is going on. You have no idea what is going on. If I tell you, and you can't tell anyone, because that part you are treating with modesty. Oh. Modesty. And you can't tell anyone. You say, why didn't you do your hair? And he said, if you knew what is going on, you wouldn't be talking about my hair. Where is your makeup today? Makeup. You don't know what happened last night. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices. Have you had constipation before? <laughs> I don't know if you have constipation before. The mouth says, I want to eat. You say, nothing is coming here. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices. So if, you're, if you have constipation and you honor that area, you see that the rest of the body is rejoicing. Everyone is happy. Beloved, when you are, when you are hurting, we are all hurting. When you suffer, we all suffer. When something is wrong with you, we are all suffering. Amen. So that is why you don't take your behavior and you think it's just you. Yeah. And they ask, who is the old, oh, one of the Lighthouse Chapel International members? When you suffer, we are all suffering. Is that the last one? Now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. You are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. A part of it. Do you have more? Wow. And in the church, God has appointed, first of all, apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then workers of miracles, also those having gifts of healing, those able to help others, those with gifts of administration, and those 
speaking in different kinds of let us pause here. There's a lot that we want to share, but our time is fast spent. Let us pause here and we'll continue next time.